0: Welcome to History Makers. I'm your host, Matt Prater. Each week on History Makers, we interview guests, some well-known and some not well-known, but all alike, they have an interesting story to tell. Today we're talking with Pastor Roy Yamamoto from the Prison Ministry Fellowship at New Hope in Hawaii. Welcome, Roy.
1: Oh, welcome. Aloha.
0: Aloha. Now, uh, Roy, I heard you uh, sharing at a church your life story. You, uh, you had a pretty rough upbringing and, uh, and uh, ended up at high school and doing drugs and... Uh, getting around with the wrong crowd. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how your uh, how your upbringing affected your, your early life?
1: I guess my upbringing was uh, I experienced a lot of violence and because of it I missed a lot of school. Went back into school and I kind of fell f- so far behind that when I tried keeping up with the rest of the students I fell so f- far behind that I was unable to and I became shame and because of shame I... Uh, started uh, not really wanting to learn because it was hard for me to learn and I I guess because of it I started hanging around with the wrong people and started to actually experiencing drugs and started drinking and smoking marijuana after the football games and it was after that that I got introduced in college uh, to a higher drug called uh, cocaine. And tell me... um you ended up
0: uh, you know, being wanted by the police and uh, in and out of jail. Tell us, tell us what was the nail in the coffin there that uh, uh, you were incarcerated for.
1: Well, I was incarcerated five times in my life for five felony charges because of drugs and crime, first-degree extortion, kidnapping, robbery, everybody injured, assault, and attempted murder. And uh, last time in prison, I was actually ended up uh, facing uh, 40 years of life as a career criminal. Now, one
0: of our other History Makers interviews is with Pastor Elwin Ahu, who's a pastor here at New Hope in
1: Hawaii. Uh, Tell us about how you got to meet Pastor Elwin. Well, when I was in prison, facing his life, I had no else to turn to, so I actually turned to the Lord. I went to my first Bible study, and at the Bible study, I accepted the Lord into my life, and and God just uh, opened the door for me to make this internal change in my life. I mean, really, really started to... uh, impact my heart and show me that there is still faith there's still uh, hope in life and i remember after being saved and accepting the lord into my life i prayed i prayed every day that somehow god would do a miracle and give me one more chance to come out of prison to share the lord with my family and friends and i prayed i prayed and i prayed that somehow god would do a miracle and give me a christian judge one that would judge me not based on who I was was in the past, but who I was now in Christ, and what happened was I went to court and this man dropped my charge because one of the victims didn't come up, I mean show up, and when I got out of prison, I went to church, the first church I could find, and maybe a few weeks later, this man went up to the pulpit and started sharing his testimony, and God showed me how real he is and how he was answering my prayers. This man said his name was Judge Ahu uh, in church. And I realized that this judge cut me free from doing life in prison. So it
0: was a real uh, God incident, not a coincidence, huh? And tell me, when you gave your heart to the Lord, how easy was it to not go back to the drugs? Were you tempted? Was there a,
1: a big struggle there? Oh, There's a lot of temptations, but you know something, uh, God really... When I accepted the Lord into my life, God made me to be a new person. My habit on drug was $1,000 a day for almost 10 years at least. And it was just a big drug addiction. And what happened was I, after giving my life to the Lord, God really, really did this change in my life and, and took away that habit. And temptation, you know, temptation will come, but, you know, God... Showed me the the way out, you know. Just keep myself focused on the cross and on the Lord, and and God would allow me to overcome all these temptations. And people came with big loads of drugs when I first got out of prison, and said, "Roy, take this drugs, start up again." And I looked at him and said, "You know something? I, I don't want nothing to do with these drugs because you know why would God bless me with money that I'd be destroying and killing people?" I said, "God, not gonna bless me with that now that I know the Lord and." and he wouldn't bless me, you know. So I said, you know, I don't want nothing to do with this, and I overcame that temptation, and and God started to bless me. Like the Bible says, uh, blessed is a man in James, blessed is a man who endures temptation, you know, and overcoming that temptation, God really, uh, really blessed me and started to put my life back together.
0: Now, there might be people listening to this radio show now or on the Internet, and they're thinking, man, this guy had such a horrible life, and then, Everything changed when he asked God into his life. How would you tell that person about
1: how they could ask God into their life? I guess um, the way you ask God, I mean, is just opening up your heart to the Lord and asking for God to come into your life. And, and the Bible says in Revelation three twenty, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens that door, I'll come into him and dine with he and he with me. And all the Lord wants you to do is just open your heart to him. And it's a promise from Him that He'll come into your life and be one with you. And every every trial that you're going through, getting off drugs or any problem that you're going through, you'll never go through it alone. God would help you through it, and you will make it because of Him.
0: Now, you also um, journal. So you read through the Bible every year and then write down a, a scripture, an observation, an application, and a prayer every day uh, to the Lord. Tell
1: me how important that is for your daily walk with God. You know, pe- people like me who come off drug with a lot of strongholds, people that have been in prison, or even people that struggle with so much uh, things in their life, uh, God actually would give us the opportunity to, to, to walk on water, to tread upon all that. Like how when Jesus was in the water, Peter was in a boat. He said, Peter, if you have faith, step out of the boat. And when Peter had his eyes focused on the Lord, he was walking on water. But as soon as he turned because of worrying about the waves and everything around him, he ended up sinking and same thing for people people like me, ex prisoners or people on drugs. You know, if we keep our eyes focused on the Lord and, and we'll be able to walk upon all our problems, overcome all the temptations, and, and do miracles, God would help us tread upon the waters. But the minute we take our eyes off the Lord, we end up following. And devotions and journaling is one of the things, most important things that would help us to keep our eyes focused on the Lord because God would minister to us. The Bible says man will fail us, but God would never. And God is always there for us you know and he'll never fail us
0: and tell me you now run the prison ministry uh, at new hope um what do you do for that
1: it's an honor and privilege to run the prison ministry now i get to give back i get to give back to the prisoners to their families and and that's my heart Hebrew will 13 she says remember the prisoners if you're the fellow prisoners or those who are suffering if you mistreated if you yourself are suffering and i you know to really really um not forget where I came from and be able to give back knowing how much it meant to the brothers in prison that when a person like a minister came in and it was like our daily food, you know, we would wait for that same minister to come in every every week on the same day and we look so forward to it and I know that I know how much that means. So being able to uh, go back into the prisons and being to minister to the guys is a blessing. And for the children, you know, I know that my daughter suffered the most when I was in prison. So it's not really the prisoner that suffer, but it's those who are left outside of the prison walls that suffer. So being able to run programs like we do have now, the Angel Tree Program, where we work with the families and the children of the incarcerated, uh, bringing comfort and love and support to them, you know, our church and through the volunteers here at the church, is is such a blessing because they're the ones really suffering through this. You know, they're the highest risk of uh, the the children, the highest risk of becoming our next criminals if we don't do something for them.
0: Now, recently, you shared your story about how you came to God at a uh, a camp for children whose parents are incarcerated. Uh, tell us what the reaction was from the children.
1: At first, these kids at the camp were like. So mad, just being here at the camp. They was mad. They were swearing. They were crying. They didn't want to be here at first, but during the camp, we see God really, really break down the walls of the kids. And next thing you know, I mean, we took the kids on horseback riding, surf, put on a surf meet for them. We they did archery crafts and by the end of the camp you know 50 kids accepted the lord 50 out of 64 kids that we took to the camp 50 of them accepted the lord and every one of them was just uh praising god at the highest voices it was just a miracle what god did
0: you know i'm challenged by the scripture where jesus said i was in prison and you didn't visit mm. me and uh, i'm 32 years old pastor of a church and I did my first ever prison visit recently mm. uh, at Brisbane uh, at the Arthur Corrie, Arthur Corrie Correctional Centre and it was a shocking thing mm. to go through eight locked doors uh, to see the depression and the sadness there and in, in a lot of the, uh, the inmates' uh, faces. Uh, tell me, uh, as a Christian, how important is it that we go and visit those that are in prison, that we remember them, that we love them like, like Jesus called us to love them? Um, speak to those that are listening
1: now that, should be going and doing prison ministry Why should they do it? Well, you know, it's so important Because in prison, the Bible says God disciplined those he loved And he chose people in prison to hear him And they won't be able to hear him If we don't have people and volunteers Going in and spreading the gospel And sharing the love of God It's so important that, You know, those people that came in And ministered to me is why I changed my life today and most most people that go into prison, I mean, they hit rock bottom, and they're open and ready to hear something, I mean, to gain help from, from the Lord and turn to God for His help. And it's the best way to really reach a person when he's in prison, when he has nowhere else to turn. We see true repentance in prison. A lot of people just really, really give. Not that all of them make it, but at that time, you see true repentance in people there that really, really uh, need need God's help. You know?
0: Now, I know statistically a lot of uh, people who are incarcerated have a high rate of re-offending and ending up back in jail. Uh, tell me, do you see that cycle broken when people come to the Lord?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, right now here in Hawaii, in the state of Hawaii, the recidivism rate, the return rate back into prison is like 85%. And... You know, we see in the ministry, we have new start for ex-prisoners that we see that cycle being broken. We see people that come and join this ministry. This ministry support for ex-prisoners. We have Bible studies every week. We go out and do outreaches like we did this past weekend. And we keep them accountable see people need to make new friends when they come out of prison it's important and not for them to go back to their old selves or their own you know to their old life so yes we see that uh true bible studies true people reaching out to them i mean the chances of them not going back is so much greater
0: now tell me you um you obviously read the bible a lot but what are your other favorite books what's the other kind of stuff that you like to read that that uh, fills you up?
1: Well, I love to read the Bible. I love to read some uh, good, inspiring books and, of course, my surf magazines. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, I mean, uh, to me, reading reading the Bible is the most important to me because, like, for me, when I went into prison, honestly, I couldn't even read. I had a hard time reading a comic book or a newspaper and understanding that, but after accepting the Lord into my life, I prayed that God would teach me to read, and he taught me to read through his word. And the Bible says, ask anything, my name will be given. And I read that, and I said, God, I know you want me to learn, so my prayer is that you teach me to read so I can learn more about you. And no time, that was the first miracle I knew that was from the Lord. Now, the church
0: that you're a part of here has over you know, ten or 15,000 people coming each weekend. Uh, Tell me, how many ex-prisoners are a part of the church here now, and
1: and what do they do at the church? Well, we probably got maybe about 100 ex-prisoners here in the church, and a lot of the ex-prisoners are in this New Start ministry, and what the ministry does is we put on camps. We do uh, ongoing mentorship for incarcerated children, the Angel Tree kids, and who can be a better mentor than one who's been there? You know, who can reach out to maybe another brother that is coming out of prison than one that been there and already came through God's love and, and God blessed them. So, um, yeah, we see the ex-prisoners being involved in ministry, giving back to the Lord. And, you know, it doesn't matter what type of mistake we made in the past is God can use our mistakes to bring glory to his kingdom now. So helping others in the same position as us.
0: Okay, well, it's just about time to wrap up. Uh, we we're with Pastor Roy Yamamoto here at New Hope in Hawaii. Now, Roy, is there a favorite scripture or a favorite verse that you want to share with us that um, has really inspired you over the years?
1: I guess uh, what really, really inspired me is uh, Psalms 91, you know, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty, I say of the Lord. He is my refuge, my fortress, my God in Him I trust. It says, surely you should deliver me from the snares of the faller and from the perilous pestilence. He should cover you with his feathers and under his wings you should take refuge. You know, and no matter what that I was going through in life, man, when I truly gave my heart to the Lord, this scripture really spoke into my life because whatever, no matter what I was going through, you know, being reappealed for three times, facing life never to come out again, what I did instead of going back to my old self, I just put all my heart and dwelled on the Lord and it was God, like, and God cover me with his feathers? And like he said, I was like an eagle flying in the sky, covering me with his feathers, and under his wings I should take refuge. And the scripture says that he'll shoot, the devil will shoot his arrows toward you, but only with your eyes you would see the reward of the wicked, because you had made the Lord who is a refuge in the most high dwelling place. And, and, and no matter what I was going through in life or what I do, go, I always put my heart and dwelling on the Lord, and God will just be there to protect me cover me and, and 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 not allow things to happen to me. Well
0: Pastor Roy you certainly are a history maker. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. God bless.
0: History That brings us to the end of this week's show. You can listen to this interview again or any of our other interviews simply go to historymakersradio.com Thanks for joining us.
1: History Makers